The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. The countdown has begun. This May, a thousand global leaders will gather in Doha for the Qatar Economic Forum powered by Bloomberg, held in conjunction with our official partners, the Qatar Ministry of Commerce and Industry and Media City Qatar and premier sponsor Q&B. Join heads of state, influential ministers and leading CEOs to make new connections and gain unique insights. Learn more at QatarEconomicForum.com. Let's get back to Singapore now, where the Bloomberg New Economy Forum is underway. Our colleague Juliet Sully is there with our next guest. Juliet. Absolutely, Paul. Yes, very exciting to have with us our next guest. James McGregor is APCO uh, Worldwide Chairman, Greater China. I mean, we just heard there from Catherine Tai, the US Trade Representative, and this comes on the back of the President's uh, Biden and Xi meeting too for the first time under President Biden's tenure. How are you seeing relations between the U.S. and China? Is there an off-ramp here? Everybody is stretching to try to <laughs> bring a balance. Yeah. Uh, you, we heard Kissinger this morning who was um, talking about uh, the meeting and, and saying that this was uh, – he's been talking about we're always on the precipice of a Cold War. We're in the foothills of a Cold War. He said right now we are at the beginning of building a bridge. And if we don't build that bridge, we'll still be at the precipice of a Cold War. And so um, everybody is trying to stretch and say, um, you know, let's have civil talk. Let's have civil dialogue. Um, Even Catherine Tai opened up by saying you could see the body language between these two leaders, the familiarity between these two leaders, that they were frank in how they talked to each other. Basically, both sides need to kind of cool it off a little bit. So um, it, it looks good. I mean, they, they talked for three hours. Yeah. I imagine Biden talked for about two and a half of those hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's good to see some, some talk starting, right, and, and some thawing, hopefully, of the tensions. What kind of confidence-building measures do you think American companies need to see from China in the coming months? They need to, you know, China has been talking about openings, and we're still open, and we're still reforming, and we're in this and that. They need to see action. I mean, they need to, they need to, they just don't trust what they hear from the Chinese government now because they've been hearing it for so many years and they're not seeing the action. They need to see that they have, you know, do I have a, a residence permit or do I have a visitor's visa? You know, can I do business in China um, just long enough till China can learn my technology and then tell me to go home? Mm. I mean, that's, that's what I hear from CEOs is, um, you know, how long can I make money there? You know, and how much... What do I have to give up by being there? But they know they have to be there. Yeah. It's got to flip back to having some, some, some trust in a long-term relationship and some trust in long-term business. We've gone, you know, we've gone from um, um, just in time on supply time to uh, supply chains to just in case because mm-hmm. you know what's going to go wrong and how do I sort it out? Um, but they want to. They want to believe in China as an opportunity again, not as just something they, they, they can't not do. And are you still believing? I mean, it's been so tough and we still don't have a full reopening path yet. Well, uh, uh, COVID, uh, zero COVID is a disaster in China and um, it's, it needs a medical solution. They need good vaccines and they need everybody vaccinated. And that's so... They, they now are, are, are showing some, some moves to 
try to move things ahead. But this is going to be a long road because they, they got trapped. Mm. They were on top of the world when, when they could have their closed doors and, and the viruses weren't coming in. But once Omicron came in and it was so um, infectious that they ended up... Um, you know, really stuck. And now they're trying to fight a virus by locking doors. Yeah. And the virus is winning. And so um, if they had taken the foreign vaccines, they'd, they'd have no problem. Well, you may not have seen the October data that just came out too, because obviously this is really playing into to the lockdown. So I'll just talk you through some of it. But we did see industrial output growth slow, retail sales contracting uh, and retail sales, in fact, contracting for the first time since May. So the overall picture here, I mean, we've got this 20-point COVID plan now, a 16-point property plan too. Do we see some light at the end of the tunnel? And is it going to be this time next year? Well, um they, you know, the economy is a mess. It's the worst it's been in 30 years. Yeah. And a lot of that is, is an overreach on policy. Some of this is not natural. This is the government taking a strategic direction to fix, to clean things up that need to be cleaned up. But they've taken a, they've taken a, a, a basically a chainsaw instead of a chisel on fixing them. Mm. And they've, and they've really ramped up the economy in a bad way. And so she now needs peace with the U.S. to have time to clean up that mess and also to work on China's international image, which is you know, public opinion polls around the world. China's got about a 20% positive rating. It used to be 80 Yeah. If you see some, I guess, more sort of outside help, how, how could Europe come into this? How could the ties between Wash Brussels and Washington get closer and perhaps also help thaw the relationship with China? Well, China's goal is to separate Europe and the U.S. They yeah. do not want a, a, a EU-U.S. Uh, alliance. Um, and so they're always going to be trying to peel off Europe. And Europe, I mean, look at the, the Germans and how much of their economy is dependent on China, especially the car makers and the industrialists. So there's always going to be that that play. But I think China basically is going to have to figure out policies that will incentivize people, not punish people. We've got a question for you as well. If you could revisit your book, One Billion Customers Now, how would you modify it to reflect the more recent realities amid COVID zero? Oh my gosh. Well, you know, that book was written based on um, looking back at a book written in 1934 called, called uh, 400 Million Customers, where he described um, the way people behaved and thought about things, and they were kind of universal through the years. And I don't see those changes in China having happened. I think we're still dealing with the same China in behaviors and people. Mm. Um, but uh, uh, the look, I've lived in China 30 years. Yeah. I arrived there a year after Tiananmen, and I saw the, the hopefulness and the opening up, and um, China lost its confidence. The party just became completely paranoid that everybody was out to get them, mm. and they had to fight back. Um, and that's where we've ended up now. Yeah. All right. It'll be very interesting to see what happens, particularly in 2023 and beyond. James, we thank you so much for your time at the Bloomberg New Economy Forum. Sure. James McGregor is Chairman Greater China APCO Worldwide. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, 
OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.